You are listening to the CEO Mom Podcast, the podcast that puts super momming into perspective. I am your host, Vonna Matthews, Editor-in-Chief of CEO Mom Magazine, and I am so excited to share this podcast with you. We are going to talk about everything that pertains to being a mom, the importance of self-care, entrepreneurship, and career, and trying to figure this thing out called balance. Is it obtainable? Do we care? Join us for all that and more on the CEO Mom Podcast. Moms, how often are you talking to your daughters about money? Research shows that we are more likely to talk to our sons about money and prepare our sons for their financial future than we are our daughters. Now, we thought that that was a very interesting fact, and so we are so excited to be talking to Tia Ross today. She is a life transition strategist, educator, writer, and inspirational speaker, and she is going to teach us how to talk to our daughters about money. Tia influences thousands of teens and adults, teaching them how to become influential leaders through integrity-based decision-making, effective communication, and community involvement. She is a certified master facilitator and director for motivating the teen spirit. Tia has been entrusted to manage the youth and families division of Lisa Nichols's Motivating the Teen Spirit. Listen in as we get real with Tia Ross for part one of our discussion on teaching your daughters about money. We are so incredibly excited to have with us today Tia Ross. She is going to be talking to us about teaching our daughters about money. This is something that we don't do enough of, and we are so grateful to have Tia here to shed some light on this topic and just to give us moms some helpful tips. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tia. Oh, yes, I'm excited, and it's my pleasure. Let's jump right in. So studies have shown that there is gender bias when it comes to teaching our kids about money. There's this assumption that boys are smarter than girls about finances. Why do you think in 2018 that gender bias still exists? I believe it's because we're not talking about it until right now with you. So I believe that, uh, and just like any other topic, not just money, but studies have shown that with science as well. That's why our government has put in place the STEM program to, you know, pay attention to young girls who may want to get in those fields that were in the past predominantly, you know, male oriented. So, you know, doctors, uh, all of your engineers and all of those types of scientists that men would have roles in, it's the same thing around our money. So to this day, I believe just like you're doing a wonderful job on this call, is to begin these conversations. The reason why is because we're not talking about it. It's so subtle that it's become an accepted thing. You know, the old-fashioned concept of the man, um, you know, taking care of the home and the wife when it pertains to money has filled over time to where our girls have never had to worry about it in our culture, you know, in the American culture, you know, there's a concept that, you know, we're, we just don't talk about girls or young women having goals around supporting themselves financially. So first of all, we're not talking about it enough. That is so true. I am so glad we are having the discussion today. It's funny because we are living in a time where women are making their own money. I think there's also an increase in women being the breadwinners in homes. You would think that we would have shifted our mindsets, and I think we're not coming up with the times. It's like you were saying, 
we are still behind, although times have changed. So what is the first step to removing that gender bias when teaching our sons and daughters about money? The first, now I must say, I'm a mom of both genders. I've raised two older daughters who are both college graduates, 27 and 24. And then came along my son. He's 11 years old. So being a youth advocate and also being a mom, one of my biggest points to this question is you got to treat them like they're the same. To be honest with you, as a mom, there's nothing more important that I would tell my son than I would talk to my daughter about. But for some reason, we have gotten into the habit of talking to our girls about certain things and and not having those same conversations with our boys and vice versa. Where for me as a mom and any of you listening that take care or are in charge of working with girls and boys, I would say that it's really important for you to remember there's nothing more important that you could say to a boy than you would say to a girl. I mean, they all are just as valuable. No one is more valuable than the other when it comes to topics like money. That's powerful. So should those conversations we have with our daughters and sons differ? I'm going to be honest with, for me, it's the same conversation, not only with my own personal children, but the workshops that I do with youth around the world. I've been doing these for youth workshops for 18 years. And about the last three years, we began to incorporate my business partner, Chris Miller, who comes in and talks about financial conversations with both of the genders in our room. So no, there's not a topic that I would talk to girls about that I would not talk to boys about. I think the general topic across the board is about creating your own wealth. You know, the concept about creating your own wealth being talked to you at an early age versus the fact that you're waiting for someone to pay you. So creating your own wealth, knowing that you have the capability to create your own wealth and not be held hostage to someone else's paycheck for you. One of the things I have been reading is that women don't have the same financial confidence as men do. So do you think it's something we should emphasize more with girls? Like, do boys have this innate belief that they're supposed to be the breadwinners and not the women? Is that something we should work on with our girls to gain that financial confidence? Yeah, when it comes to across the board that in terms of innate, there are some things maybe scientifically that the male would have versus a woman. But when it comes to survival, money, creating, um, you know, taking a concept from a vision to it actually manifesting and creating wealth, both genders have the capability of doing that. So for me, I would say when we're talking about it to them, you know, the only difference would be the fact that you both have the capability to do it. It's just a matter of when we start talking to them about it and how we do it. So for our girls, some of the things that we can do as moms or even dads in their life is to let them see that they have the capability of managing budgets and creating money. And I think that's important. 
should not just be left to the, the young man to do. That's true. That is so true. For our April 2018 issue, we talked to Melanie Romer of the Leo Snowbrook book series. And it's a book that teaches young kids as early as second grade on up about money. How early do you think parents should start talking to their kids about money management? I personally would say middle school is a good age. I believe the concept of being a good steward of the things that you have begins at the elementary age, so five on up to middle school. So that whole elementary school age, I believe they should be taught the basics of being mindful of the things that you're blessed with and taking care of them, putting away the toys, taking care of the things that money bought you, not necessarily the concept of money just yet. Middle school is a good one. I have a middle schooler. He just started sixth grade this year. We're constantly teaching him about budgeting his lunch money. I mean, he literally got to the point where he would go to my purse and just pick out money and decide, okay, $5. There are days where I've given him five, and he technically could use about two a day because he also takes his own home lunch with him. So instead of me being a tired parent who just allows them to take what they what they want, I teach them how to take it and budget it. You know, even with my girls, I can remember that uh, when cell phones became big for our children to have, a lot of our youth have cell phones, girls and boys today. And a lot of us give our young ladies cell phones for safety. You know, they're going to be out in the community, after school, even at middle school, a lot of our youth have cell phones. So even using the cell phone to teach them the concept of how to budget money. When your minutes run out, your time on the phone runs out. I mean, there's some basic things that we could begin to instill in middle school to bridge the gap between the concept of receiving things and how you got them, besides them just showing up. Mom and dad had to work hard for them. Here's how we generated the money to pay for that. That's a important at middle school. I love the way you talk about teaching them to take care of things that money buys. They need to not only understand the concept of money, but the value. And that goes into our next question, which is going to touch on some practical things that moms can do to start that conversation, but not just start the conversation. Like you were saying how to budget everything like lunch and cell phones. So what are some other practical things besides budgeting that we can do to help kids get into the practice of money management? Yes, especially for you, the young ladies. You know, uh, my daughters watched me for a long time. I love makeup. I do. I just like makeup. And makeup can be expensive. And I and little girls at a certain age, you know, you watch mommy's lipsticks and the things that they wear. But we never truly, our parents never sit down, especially our moms never sit down and, and show them when you're shopping for it, what was the mindset behind the choice you made with that piece of jewelry. So going a step further beyond, oh, this is pretty. Have your daughter, if she's going to the grocery store with you, if not, you should be taking her with you. That's number one. Not just grocery shopping, but paying the bills or going shopping for clothes or household items. Take them with you. But before you go, have a pre-conversation. Have them make a list of the things that they need to get from the store. Besides waiting to you being in the store and them saying, can you buy me this? Can you buy me that? Or throwing it in your basket and not having a concept of 
how much that costs. So a practical way is making a connection between the things you're buying for them and the actual cost of it. Not verbally telling them the cost, but show them the cost. Something happens even with adults when you see a number versus keeping it in your mind or in the ethers or on a bill tucked away somewhere. When you see the number, it becomes real to you. So make numbers real to your girls sooner rather than later. Don't wait for them to get to college to show them what that costs. I love that. I want to talk a little bit going back to what you said earlier about teaching our kids to build their own wealth. We live in a time when everybody has a side gig. And if you don't have one, then you need to get one. If you're not trying to be an entrepreneur, then you wait, you may want to start shifting your mindset because as we know, corporate America is not always secure. How do you feel about teaching kids about entrepreneurship? And what are some things that young kids can do to become entrepreneurs now? So here's a practical thing that you can do when it comes to teaching your children about entrepreneurship. So at a young age, like you said, nowadays we're living in an age where everyone has a side gig or they're an entrepreneur. But the honest truth is not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. And you could be setting your child up for failure if that's not the goal for them in life. So what if your child doesn't want to be a business owner? What if they don't have a desire to do that? What if they have the desire of, you know, getting into a really large corporation or being in a huge hospital, being the top surgeon um, or mission? They may not want to be an entrepreneur. However, there is an aspect of entrepreneurship involved in anything that we do. School is a business. It's just business at a higher level that we don't pay attention to. But a principal is technically the CEO of that school campus. So the concepts need to be shown to them, not necessarily pushing on them to be an entrepreneur, but they must understand the way money works. I think that's important. A key thing that you could do, a practical piece that you can do with your child, even at a young age, Have them find ways to recycle money. How could they actually, nowadays with the age of technology, how could they sell something and use that money towards something new? So my son has a ton of old toys, and he's gone through phases of Legos and using, um, you know, skateboards. My girls have gone through stages of having dolls and different pieces of jewelry or a handbag goes out of style, finding ways to repurpose that, selling it to a family member online, a garage sale, and then repurposing and recycling that money. That's a practical way that you can use that. Another practical way that you can do this is to have your child, uh, my children, my daughter actually started collecting water bottles. So all the empty water bottles and cans that the family used, we took her to recycle them. And then we used that money to take her to the bank and have her deposit it into her bank account. So that's free money that's sitting around there that we toss away every day that could become a fun activity for your child to do and make money. 
So let's learn a little bit about what you do um, and how you are helping to bridge that gap between financial literacy between girls and boys. What products and services do you offer that help moms increase their daughter's financial literacy? Well, one of the things that we do is a program called Envision Day. Envision Day is a live event that we do inside of schools or communities where we actually bring the conversation out of the youth. What are some of the goals and the things that you have with your life? And then we create a live roadmap using vision boarding and financial concepts to help them reach some of the goals that they want to reach on paper and create communication between the parents and their children around what are some of the goals and dreams that the children that they have, you know, have for their future. So that's one of the things that we do. We also have something called shift membership. And that's if you want to have more of these types of tips and learn about different wealth concepts and be involved in some of the cutting edge uh, products and services that are out there in the world, you could go to LegacyShifters.com and join our shift membership. That's another way you can do it. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about Legacy Shifters and how did you guys get started? Yes, Legacy Shifters was started in a unique way, two women. So myself, coming from uh, rough beginnings, growing up in poverty, watching my mom struggle as a single mom, and then meeting up with Chris Miller, who was birthed into wealth. She never had a concept of poverty, never even understood how to make a dollar stretch for the month, never had to even stretch her brain to that capacity. She's always had wealth. They've never struggled. And she actually went into the financial industry. And so when we met up, we met up on a platform where we were serving youth together. We shared our dreams and goals. And I actually, at the time, was going through a divorce, and I had been divorced, and wanted Chris to look at my portfolio. Well, when she looked at it, she told me, I've never dealt with anyone that didn't have money. And so I looked back at her and said, well, Chris, there's a whole lot of me in the world than there are the wealthy people that you serve. So how about we form legacy shifters and help those in the world who did not grow up with these concepts gain the knowledge that they need to leave a legacy in their life. And that's how we came together. I love that. That is a perfect marriage. That is absolutely perfect. Being able to see both sides. That's incredible. Well, I am so glad you you guys joined forces. And we actually are going to be speaking to Chris Miller for part two about teaching our daughters about money. So how can our listeners connect with you to continue this conversation? If you simply go to LegacyShifters.com, you can find us there. You can see what we're up to, what events we have, follow our blog. We also have a Facebook page, LegacyShifters.com. We do a bi-weekly free call called Money Mindset, Making Sense Out of Life and Business. So you have Facebook and our website that you can connect with us on. Awesome. And what upcoming events or projects do you have? Okay, ladies, July 13th and 14th 
we have an event called It's a Private Affair. She lives a public life. And it's in Los Angeles, California. It's designed for women of influence coming together and having an impact. Most importantly, at that event, we talk about the pressures that we deal with as women in influential positions in our households, in our communities. And we talk about the pressures that we are under with all that we have to hold as women of influence. Great. That sounds like that is going to be an incredible event. If you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, please go to that event. How can people learn more about the event if they are going to be in the L.A. area? It's also on our LegacyShifters.com under the Events tab, and you find everything you need right there. If you join as a member, you get a discount to those events as well. Once again, thank you so much, Tia, for joining us today. We have learned so much, and I hope the moms have been inspired to start the conversations about money with their daughters today. Please come back when we'll be speaking to Chris Miller. Tia, it has been our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. As always, it's a pleasure to have you. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and rate us. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can connect with us by subscribing to our newsletter and quarterly magazine at CEOMomMagazine.com. Until next time, this is Vanna Matthews with CEO Mom, the publication that puts Supermommy into perspective.